Want to learn how to see and share Jesus from all the scripture? Learn with us at the Christ Centered and Clear podcast. Welcome to the Christ Center and Clear podcast. I'm Nate Aiken. I'm joined again this week uh, on the podcast with my brother John Aiken and also Jeff Hay. Uh, for those of you who missed it, we had a wonderful time at the Christ Center and Clear conference this past Saturday. Uh, we had the opportunity to teach the Christians in attendance how to see and share Jesus in Hebrews. And we're going to continue through Hebrews today. Uh, last week, we began to take a look at the importance of remaining faithful to the Savior whom we have put our faith in. Today, we will see a compelling argument for a believer not to lose hope as we think about verses 13 through 20 of chapter 6. So, John, I'll start with you. What does it mean for God to swear by himself, and how does this impact the expectations of a contract or covenant? Yeah, so so we're, we're in last week's uh, passage with talking about being imitators of those uh, who through faith and patience inherit the promises. And then he goes on to Abraham, who is an example of somebody who— patiently waited to obtain the promise, right? Because God promised Abraham offspring as numerous as the stars in the sky and the sand on the shore. And you get one to two generations from Abraham and it's, it's a, it's a pretty small family uh, at that point. Um, And so I mean, what, and and I can't recall exactly like even at the end of Genesis, it's what 70 people that go down into, into Egypt. And so hardly, um, you can count 70 stars probably if you're outside the city in most places uh, at night. Um, and so he's he's using Abraham as an example. But what we see is God, um, when God makes the the um, the covenant with Abraham, um, you know, he he's the one who cuts the, the uh, Abraham cuts the animal in two. And then uh, in a covenant ceremony, you're supposed to to pass through, you know, both parties pass through kind of as a, a symbol of if we break the covenant, let this, what's happened to this animal happen to us. And Abraham falls asleep and God um, in the, in the fire and the, and whatever passes between. And so he's basically making the covenant with himself. Um, and so it's, 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 it's a, basically a declaration that this is going to happen. Uh, that he's going to, this is a promise that he's going to keep. Um, and so that's, that's how I interpret uh, and see this as him swearing by himself that God is the one, even though it's a, it's a covenant between a greater and a lesser uh, and the lesser may mess up from time to time, the greater is going to ensure that the covenant ultimately comes true and is that the obligations are fulfilled. Jeff, anything you would add there? Just the fact that God is the supreme highest authority, and if you are mm. to pledge on anyone or uh, a supreme authority, it, it has to he has to swear by himself. It's it's a bit like the Bible, whenever it says it claims to be the word of God, and some people say that's a circular argument. Well, it has to be because it's the final authority, and God has to swear by himself because there is no one greater that he can base uh, uh, an assurance of a promise on. Mm. Mm -hmm. Jeff, what does it mean in verse 15 for Abraham to patiently wait? Well, I think it's, I mean, the promise was made, uh, and I think it was 25 years before really Isaac came and didn't see uh, that. So he held on for a long time when actually you realize it and holding on to the promise and didn't see, as John was saying, 
numerous, 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 even uh, uh, offspring. So this was trusting in God's promises, uh, you know, in, in a remarkable way when you think about it. Hmm. John, uh, you talked a little bit about this already, but just as you think about, uh, we, you know, we live in a culture that kind of views even things like marriage in a contractual way. But when we think about a covenant that God's making, can you talk us through just a little bit? We've talked about this maybe in other podcasts, but just what do what are the nature of covenants in the Old Testament? What does that look like? You even mentioned greater to lesser, uh, and really the fact that God is delivering and how this is different than maybe what we would see in a human contract. Well, so I, I do think it's important even in um, pastoral settings to point out that marriage is intended to be a covenant. It's not intended to be a contract. Contract is something where, um, you know, if, if, if one party doesn't live up to the, to the contract, then you can void it and, and, um, and then there's penalties and, and whatnot. But in, in, a, in, a, in a covenant, it's, these are commitments that we're making to each other um, and that God is saying, I'm, this is, this is what it's, it, it's a, it's a, it's a public, um, outward kind of, uh, you know, declaration of a relationship, a, a bond that's going to be characterized by certain things, uh, certain, um, ways that you're going to relate to and, um, serve one another and, and all those, uh, those kinds of things, obligations that you would have. And so I, I think, um, again, the, the, the way I take this, and, and we, we've talked about this a, a little bit before, uh, the, you know, the difference we, between like a promise and then something that, that's, an, that's an unconditional and then something that's a conditional, covenants kind of combine both of those in terms of the human responsibility to the covenant, but God's side of the covenant uh, is that he's going to ensure that it happens. So it is an unconditional promise. The condition on the side of the human is whether or not we're going to experience the blessing or the cursing of the covenant, um, you know, with with the Lord. But he's going to uphold his end of what's going to happen. And then, and then, obviously, as we see in the new covenant, he's also going to uphold the human end of the covenant as well. Jeff, so the, so the verses read, uh, verse 17, so when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his purpose, he guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. What, what is meant there by the two unchangeable things? Yeah, good. I think the two unchangeable things that, that we can uh, then encourages us to hold on to are related to God's promise, which is the first one, God's promise, which is confirmed and uh, and based on his oath. But then also uh, the second thing is really God's character. So the second unchangeable thing, it's impossible for God to lie, uh, to tell a lie. Mm. So this means this is secure. This will happen based on his character, uh, that he doesn't won't lie, and based on his promise confirmed by an oath. So I think those are the two unchangeable things that give us strong uh, hope and certainty. Mm, good, John. In verse eighteen, how how does God's guarantee compel people in need of refuge to run to Him and to remain in Him? Yeah. So I mean, again, I know, I know I've mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I. 
um, working through the book of Joel to write a, a commentary and um, not just trying to get a plug for myself. Although if you want to get the commentary, it'd be great. Sounds like a great podcast um, series for Christ centered and clear. Yeah, it might be, might be, uh, if, if we were able to like sidetrack that with the release of the book, it would probably be perfect. Um, <laughs> I feel like, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character on what about Bob? There's a groundbreaking, <laughs> it's a groundbreaking new book. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah, here um, it is. Yes. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Um, so God's guarantee we see in verse 18, uh, yeah, yeah, how does it compel so, people? Yeah, into yeah. What, to, to find refuge in him. Yeah. So what you see in the book of Joel, for example, why I mentioned that is, is that God is, is both the judge who is pouring out his wrath on the people and he's the ally that they're supposed to seek refuge in. Um, and so I think, so, so again, it's just one of those things where I, I use this story from time to time because I think it, it, people who have children uh, can understand it. Um, but it's, so when we, when our kids were younger, we, Ash and I went on a date one night and the babysitter had come over and, uh, Maddie and Emma Grace, I think before we had Judson, Maddie and Emma Grace were, uh, like playing makeup and doing makeovers with the babysitter or whatever. And Maddie spilled on our white carpet, some blue eyeshadow. And so just like a powder blue eyeshadow. And then when we got home, and we're talking to the babysitter about how things went and, and, you know, giving her the money and getting her ready to go on her way. Maddie thought she would be in trouble for the accident. Um, and so she decided she wanted to clean it up and cover it up. So she got a paper towel, wet it, and then went and tried to rub up the blue eyeshadow. And instead of doing that, obviously it smeared the powder and then created a stain on the white carpet. And so this, this led to a conversation where we're like, Hey babe, um, listen, it was just an accident. You're not going to get in trouble for an accident, but if you would have come to us, then we could have fixed it. Like we could have got a vacuum cleaner out, got it up and it wouldn't have created the stain, but you covering it up and trying to fix it on your own made things worse. And if you would have just come to us and, and people have used that to talk about, um, like the difference between the gospel and religion, religion says I messed up. I hope my dad doesn't find out. Gospel says I messed up. I've got to tell my dad. Um, I think God's guarantee, his his promise, means that we can count on him. That when we run to him for refuge, that he he's not going to cast us out. That he is going to receive us, um, and, and that he can be counted on. And so, uh, so I so I just always try to tell people that when you're struggling, when when life's not going well, when you're in sin or whatever. Don't don't run away from God. Run to Him, Jeff. I want to end kind of how we normally end. Kind of what? How would you preach Christ in this text and then apply it? But we have these two verses uh, at the end that are you know very helpful in this regard. But I just want you to unpack what they mean. So we have this sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as the forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Can you just break down those verses for us? Well, they're great verses, and I do think these should be explained to give the hope, the assurance that we can have, because especially if you, and I actually preached this along with the warning passages before it, so it was a, a nice balance where we can heed the warning, but we can rest in the secure hope of Christ, who is described as as an anchor for the soul. And I think you can 
delve into that imagery uh, just as an anchor stops us for, uh, and stops a ship from drifting away. So Jesus is the anchor for our soul. You could even go just as an anchor goes down and gets buried. So Christ suffered on the cross, died, was buried, but he rose again uh, triumphant and then entered, went into through the curtain as a forerunner on our behalf behind the curtain. And he is there now interceding for us. So we can just point to Jesus, who is our ultimately rest in him, our anchor in Christ's work. And that gives us assurance. So even though there's warnings to keep persevering, the reality is Christ is secure. He's an anchor. Um, I think I used an illustration, yes, like what was said, you know, of kids and um, and balancing the warnings. We might warn our kids not to of the danger of falling into a river or along the the edge, but at the end of the day, uh, whilst I'm warning her, I've actually walking alongside her and I've got a hold of her hand, Chloe's hand, and I'm not letting mm. her go, and she is secure. Even though I'm warning her, she's not going anywhere. Uh, and then really that's the reality for us as believers. We have the warnings, but God has got a hold of us. If we're resting in Christ, he's our anchor and he will not, uh, let us, uh, Mm. drift away. So we can apply it Mm. then. If you are struggling, if you've got doubts, turn to Jesus, uh, look at what him, you're secure, your anchor in the difficulties. If you have doubts, if you have worries, you know, don't look to yourself, look to Christ who went down and rose again and is interceding for us. He has gone ahead of us as our forerunner uh, and we will follow. In one sense, every single one of our sermons in Hebrews can be just the beginning of, of chapter three, consider Christ. Uh, just it, what, a, what a helpful application. John, just give us kind of yeah how you would preach Christ here, and then application you'd make, and we'll we'll uh, shut down for the day. Yeah, after hearing what Jeff said, I think we just have everybody bow their heads and close their eyes, and and have the pianist start just as I am, <laughs> and uh, we can go. That the uh, the the riverbank illustration uh, was fantastic, and so I don't I don't have much to add other than just. Um, Obviously, over the next, he's setting up here and over the next chapter um, is really going to start to um, unpack this theme of Jesus being a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. But just this idea that we see, it's, it, is, it is a comfort uh, to preach Jesus and as an, as an applicational encouragement that Jesus is praying for us. Um, you know, it, it, you know how much, how good it feels when, when brothers and sisters in Christ are praying for you, and that's uh, something that we desire and and are grateful for, and but our King is also uh, our King Priest is also praying for us and interceding for us and advocating for us and ever living to do so um, on our behalf is just incredibly humbling and it's encouraging and it's the only hope that we have, and so. Any of these warn I just to say as we conclude, just any of these warnings about um, persevering and so forth, never let it start to make you think that this is about your effort. Um, it's this is ultimately about Christ and the strength that Christ provides. He's going to tell us that in 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 the benediction at the end of Hebrews. Um, 
it's about it's it's the strength that that God provides for us in Christ. And so, um, I, I just I think it's a it's an amazing picture that we have access to God. We can come to the throne of grace for help in our time of need, and that we'll find when we get there, Jesus has already been there praying for us. Do you know mm, the song? That is good. Do you know the song "Will Your Anchor Hold in the Storms of Life"? Or is that more this side of the water? <laughs> I don't know it. Can you sing uh, it for me? I'll not sing it, but it does go. Will your anchor hold, or will your anchor drift? Will you keep going? But the chorus goes: We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. That's good stuff. Uh, so you can look that yeah. one up. I thought it might be more over just in this side, but uh, it's a, an old hymn. Well, tune in next week where hopefully we'll have Jeff Hayes sing uh, as we continue looking at the book of Hebrews. We do thank you for listening to the Christ Center and the Clear podcast. What a way to end today. Um, and thank you, brothers, so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to the Christ Center and Clear podcast. If you have questions, topics, or texts that you'd like us to consider for future podcasts, please contact us at podcast at ChristCenteredAndClear.com. And please visit us at ChristCenteredAndClear.com for more resources that will help you see and share Jesus from all of Scripture.